The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All right, settle down, people. We've got a lot to cover, and time is short. And it's doggy style. I've got another puzzle for you. If you are wise, you'll listen to gas, man. How the hell do they know that I got gas? A giant, hairy creature, part ape, part man. Indians call him Gas Man. Get, get, get a lick of this loving. Man, you got to check it out. It'll boogie woogie on your brain. Hate on me for making this song. Got gas on your mind. Some people have said that you're retarded, not me. And my grandmother said to this woman, You're going to do that gas thing? Yeah, we're going to do the gas thing. Laugh out loud.
Are we more than human? Are we more the same? You know well it's in your heart. Stranger under control, starting your Saturday edition of Going Global with Gas. Carl, dude, I thought you were going to pay attention to that. Man, <laughs> I was getting uh, over uh, here getting my new setup worked out. I wasn't completely focused right at the moment. I, You know what I love about this show is that no matter what, it always starts off like a train wreck. But I'm expecting that. Well, I'm not expecting that, but I'm, I guess I'm used to it. So, Well, you know, and it... There was a lot of, I've learned over the past hour or so, so <laughs> I had, a lot I, I was thinking about right there. You know, it sucks. I, I had a lot, like, lined up. I was just going to go with the flow. I was going to say, you know, going global with gas. And you say, man, I'm like, yeah, now I was under control from Stranger. Uh, great music, uh, great theme to that song. Did you hear what they were talking about, of course, you know, which I love about reggae music. And, and uh, re- Stranger's a little bit of a, uh interesting reggae style, if you will. They're from San Diego area, and they're just an amazing uh, group of guys. And you can actually listen to an interview with that band. They were in studio, um, I want to say May um, of this year, and it's really cool. They did some uh, live um, tunes for us. I think we did uh, extra overtime as well, so all that's available on the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel under Going Global with Gas. Man. (laughs) There you go. And uh, you can check those out. So, And he's a really cool dude, by the way. Uh, And we were talking about, um, like, toothpicks, like, Herbal organic toothpicks. I don't know, Carl. Anything about that? No, not at all. All right. Um, <laughs> by the way, my name's Kevin Gasman. Hanging out with you. That's Carl, the intern, and it is your Saturday. We uh, had the week off, by the way, because we were over in uh, California. Both of us. I, I for some reason I didn't realize you were in San Diego. Uh, no, I uh, I didn't necessarily do a lot of posting about it. I did notice though from the Facebook feed or whatever, you know, because that's how you keep up with people. Uh, that you were going to be in L.A. Yeah, I went home. I went home to uh, see my mom. And my mom's been on this show before, so uh, if you, you can uh, check some of those out on the uh, archive page as well. Um, yeah, all I did is I sat at home. Really, I literally parked my car Wednesday. I drove in from F- from Phoenix, and it, it took me uh, not that bad. I ran into a little traffic. Uh, actually, getting out of the city of Phoenix was... Uh, was uh, BS. What, what day did you leave? I left Wednesday, of course, the day everybody else leaves. But like early morning? No, I left at around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, had, I left at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I didn't really get out of the city to about 4. So that really knocked a, you know, it really added about half an hour to 45 minutes to my trip. And it was pretty much smooth sailing all the way. There were some slowdowns here and there, but it wasn't that bad. But I, I got home. I parked my car on Wednesday. I didn't leave my house until Sunday when I when I came home. <laughs> that sounds like an incredibly <laughs> relaxing vacation. <laughs> I didn't do shit, man. I just said... Uh, <laughs> right? I just 
I'm going to lay here and take advantage of being at mom's house. And, and HBO. Oh, <laughs> I'm oh, not going to okay, lie. Yeah. That, that helps. Yeah, so I, we ended up catching up a few movies and some shows that I haven't seen in a while. I got my mom hooked on uh, the um, tomorrow, uh, this week, today, last week today, or last week tonight. Shit. I'm <laughs> with, John, with John Oliver. Last week tonight with John Oliver. I got her hooked on watching that, and it, it. By the way, that show is just amazing. If you, you haven't know, seen it, I haven't it. watched it yet, but I have heard a lot about it. Oh man, the stories they bring up, you just you makes you wonder why we don't haven't heard about it before. It's, it's really intense stuff. Um, like the guys who were interpreters in Iraq helping our troops, they're trying to get um, immunity to live here in, in America, and I mean, you, it, it, the red tape they have to go through to do that is it, it's incredible. It's weird. It's un. It's it's unnecessary. And they, I think that a donkey got like American citizenship before one of those interpreters. I mean, it's pretty disgusting how we treat people who are helping us. And it's not cool, man. Yeah, we just, you know, that creates an image that we don't necessarily want people to have of the U.S. and what we do. Right. You know, we don't want to feel like you, you know, you helped us out. We should make it, you know, obviously we want to check you out, but we should still make it simple yeah. to a certain degree. Yeah, and John Oliver comes from that um, Comedy Central line of John Stewart and uh, Colbert. Right. So you know he's going to be quality. What a genius pack of people that came out of that group. Uh, yeah. You know, I think I mean Steve Carell even is a genius. I yep. mean, I think he's hilarious. And now, who would you give credit to for that? For what pack of people? You know, I you mean whoever hired him yeah. more or less. I mean, remember John Stewart wasn't the original host. It was um, Craig Kilborn. No, that's right. Oh, no. That's right. Was it Craig Kilborn or was it? Uh... Craig Kilborn did something, but he came from ESPN. Oh, that was Talk Soup, I think maybe. Who did was the Daily Show? Craig Kilborn. Uh, I'll, got... I'll look. I'll, I'll find out at the next break. I'll, we'll we'll look it up. Yeah. All right. Unless somebody else wants to know. Hey, we're gonna throw the phone lines out there tonight, today. <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got a phone line for you to call here if you want to call into Going Global with Gas. Uh, feel free to dial eight six six four seven two. Five seven eight eight. Yeah, we never had a. Well, we did have a caller once when we had a band on the show, but we haven't had a caller yet before. So uh, my yeah, Thanksgiving was fine. Um, it was pretty um, chill. No, not too much family and uh, a lot of turkey for the full four days. I had some of that, and then uh, that's it. I left. I came home, and it was pretty uneventful for the most part. And I understand you had a little uh, family spat. Yeah, you know what? We we were in San Diego, and it, it was a good time. Uh, there was just a, a family spat I don't wish to get into. Oh, sorry, I didn't um, mean to bring you it know, up. But, you know, things happen and you deal with them. <laughs> hey, listen, I had a family spat. That's what I meant. But, <laughs> um, no, and it, it was. There was, you know, some some drama. Um, well, I think mean, that's like a natural, I think, for any family during the holidays. It's always yeah. Like, like my sister gave me a snide remark. And it was like really uncall- uncalled for. It was un- unnecessary. And she even walked up to me later on and she apologized. You know, sorry for saying that. And I'm like, yeah, well, here, what happened? I burped. All right, I burped. It was kind of loud, and in some cultures, that's a compliment. All right, I'm just saying, and everyone's like, "Gross," you know, blah blah, blah this and that. And my sister's like, well, "No wonder are you still single, like that." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> it was like it was unnecessary, but it was like really with a bitchy remark. Right, you know, well, yeah, you know, don't you don't have to be snide about it. Right, exactly. It was just very just like a, yeah. There's a way to be polite about telling somebody you don't appreciate the burping or whatever it may be. Yeah, say hey man, just you know, not the table or something like that. I'm like, I it's a house I grew up in. <laughs> I feel like if I can burp, I should be able to burp. You well, know, yeah, that's the other thing too. It's your own house. Right, and it's a relative. Right. 
I understand if it's uh, you're at somebody else's house, you know, right? And they're asking you not to burp or something. I'm telling you're, you, man, you're probably going to be more respectful in the first place, anyways. Right? But you know, those families out there where the burp is just, you know, it's adding laughter to the the conversation. Yeah, I think the rules are different at home. Yeah, everyone's different. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, the, the, you, I think you're allowed to be more relaxed because that's the home you grew up in, and those, that's your mom and your dad or whoever. And right. But it's funny. It's like when you grow up, though, you're growing up in the mold of what you know, which is uh, you know a, a house with your family, and that's that's it. So you yeah. don't know how other families are raised or or grow up until you find a friend and then the play date over at their house, and you're like, oh, this is how you live, <laughs> you well, know? Yeah, and we had a big family, so you know, even like we're talking about the spat over Thanksgiving, you know, it's going to happen with the big family. But sure. it was a great time. We had a great. <laughs> it was a great. But wait, wait, well, let's trip. explain. This wasn't exactly a, a Thanksgiving dinner thingy. It was an oh Thanksgiving weekend thingy. No. No, it was on Thanksgiving Day. No, it wasn't. Right, it was right, just, right. It was more so. of an accumulation of things. Okay, so it wasn't occurred throughout right. the first couple of days. So it wasn't like like a family member brought up like a religious topic. Oh and no, then, no, no, no. <laughs> the next thing you know, all hell breaks loose. No, there was just a few occurrences that happened throughout the uh, the first few days, and um, and then it was confronted, and things happened, and then we moved on with the weekend and had a great time. Right on. So. Well, cool, man. That's good for good for you. I'm glad we're back. I got and to see, yeah, got to see my family. So I had thanks. A, yes, uh, I I uh, had to. Uh, it was nice. I didn't really see much of my family. I didn't see my dad. No, me neither. But I saw my mom, saw my sister, and that was it. That's my, I, that's I my family. My brothers, my twin brothers, generally the person I care most <laughs> about seeing. So I got to see him. That was cool. Nice, right on, man. Well, good. We're glad we're back, and uh, we are going to be here till four o'clock uh, Mountain Time, <laughs> three p.m. Pacific Time. Again, the time change. <laughs> Just you know, can we just settle for one here in Phoenix, Arizona, or in, in Arizona in general? Do you know? Hey, Arizona, by the way, um, we got named in a Harvard study as the most corrupt political state in the country. Really? Yeah, I did not know that. <laughs> I know, right? Um, and we're gonna play some music to. Uh, I don't know. We, we, I played Under Control from Stranger, and, was, and the lyrics were pretty interesting. And I always thought, like, you know, I'm th- I've been thinking lately about music today. What are people writing about? When you listen to songs, are you listening to the lyrics? Or are you listening to just the beat? And I think more more today we're into the beat than we are to the lyrics. Would well, you? And, what would you I, say? I think that's one of the reasons I enjoy the music that you don't necessarily hear every day on the radio because I think the local artist or the indie artist, no matter how big or small they are, are writing the lyrics that I want to listen to, and not just trying to conform to what society you know wants to hear. The beats that people want to dance to. Yeah, well, that would mean you would have to find more information on the band and where they're coming from and who they are, and and say, hey, I really like their style, like what their messages, and you know, I'm I'm down for what they got going on. Yeah. All right. Well, I like these guys, Greenwich. It's a band that I met uh, quite some time ago here in Phoenix, and uh, this song is interesting. It's called uh, "Let's All Blame the President." So I, it's a little political, <laughs> possibly. I don't know. I'm not going to judge. I'll let you decide, though. It's right here on Going Global with Gas. Man. On the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel. And uh, we'll be back. I believe in giving peace a chance. Knowing that this world will someday end. Maybe I'm just ignorant. Maybe I'm naive. Let's watch him pull the rabbit from his sleeve. Let's all blame the president I can feel the seasons start to change I can see the 
Frightened Rabbit with Old Old Fashioned, and that's a pick by you, Carl, a very cool tune that you found for us here for Going Global with Gas Man on the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel. It's 2.25 our time, which is mountain, and then you have your Pacific time, which is 1.25, and then I don't need to explain the rest to you guys. You guys figure it out. But, uh, you know, <clears throat> we have a lot of really cool uh, uh, listeners out around the world, and uh, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to tune in. Uh, we, uh, we did open the phone lines if you guys want to jump in on anything. We haven't heard from anybody. Uh, I'm not relying on phone calls, but I just think it'd be kind of cool if we can hear somebody who is listening no matter where you're at. Uh, what's the number again, Carl? The number to call in on is 866-472-5788. All right. And uh, so but that band, where did you find uh, Frightened Rabbit? You know, actually, I was watching a TV show a few years back um, called Chuck, and one of their songs was the finale of the first season their song was the soundtrack to the ending scene of the show for that particular season. Oh, interesting. And so I, I really liked the song. It was called Twist. And uh, so I started looking them up and dig their music. They're, uh, they're good stuff. Yeah, it looks like the album, The, uh, the Midnight Organ Fight. Um, Do you find out where they're from? Uh, pretty sure it's Scotland. I should probably confirm it. But yes, they're Scottish. Yeah. So around the globe, man, is where we go. I like that. That's Absolutely. What, that's what the show's all about. And, uh, you know, we want to have uh, some, some input from anybody out there listening. If you guys know any bands, I'm sure maybe you're related to somebody who's in a band or you know someone who knows someone who's in a band. Everybody knows somebody's in a band, don't you? I mean, it's just pretty much the way it goes. So if you have uh, some of their music and you think uh, more people will need to listen to it, then you can send me an email. It's uh, Kevin at... Withgas.com. There's two S's there. 
www.thewealthwithgas.com. So Kevin at is my email address. Send me some emails and uh, let me know. I'll search out those tunes and we'll get them on the show uh, right here. So we uh, feeling a little political with our tunes, Carl. I, you know, we asked you, by, by the way, before we went to break, or the songs, we were talking about The Daily Show, the original host. What, what did you find? I mean, excuse me. The only thing I'm finding is that Jon Stewart has been the host. Um, I'm still digging. You haven't found out, really, the original? Yeah, I'm still digging. I mean, I'm, I'm on Wikipedia, and it, the ver- first sentence just mentions that Jon Stewart's been hosting since, I think it says, 99. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, yeah, it's uh, Craig Kilborn. So, uh, yeah. So I was still, right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm reading. Yeah. So... I How did you not? It's the, the page. it's the first page I see. From 99, yeah, John Stewart, but Kilborn was on in 96. Okay, so then that means uh, Colbert was a correspondent for Kilborn because Colbert started in 97. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Kilborn was done in 98. Yeah, so then John Stewart came in to host and Colbert remained a um, corresponded until he got his own show. Yeah, and uh, Kilborn kind of faded away. I, li- I liked Kilborn. I thought he was good. Um, I thought it was a good fit. You got to wonder, like, why would you lose that gig? But I think he got um, did a movie or something like that. And see, that's what kind of sucks because I think if Steve Carell, if they like still offered him an, a job to be a, a correspondent, I think he'd still do it. I've, I just have that gut feeling that he would be um, still, even after all of his success in the movies, he would still do a, and be a correspondent. He would, I think he would be a good, a good host for a show like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah that's a good point. You know, I don't know. I mean, uh, he hasn't God, that'd be weird, huh? If not it, that he's like another one came out of that. Not that I know what his opinion or viewpoints would be. I just think he could handle that, co- that kind of comedy. Right. Right. I, I, you know, absolutely can do that. I, yeah. I think, uh, but I think that's more the point, but he shines. I mean, his, his, uh, his exposés were, were really funny. They were really funny. And I think that's what really kind of separated that show from everyone else is just the genius of the writing and the, and the, I guess the acting of all the correspondence, um, when it really was hot, you know, when you had the, you know, Colbert and Carell uh, working together, um, that was some really good, good shit. <laughs> I would agree with you. All right, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, here, you know, we like to get a little uh, political here on the program um, because we have a lot of time to talk and some music as well. But, uh, you know, of course, the Ferguson trial, um, we haven't really talked about that, I don't think. Have we, Carl? You know, we actually haven't right. um, spoken about it, but a lot of it has has happened between, the you know, the past few weeks and we haven't necessarily been here no right that's true so you had the big story in new york where uh the guy died of a chokehold which was caught on video but yet no indictment to the officer which is i think the one that everyone's scratching their head over more so than the ferguson well yeah because there's you know in my you know possibly irrefutable evidence depending on you know which side of it you're looking at right obviously you're you know people are going to interpret it differently um, but I think, um, and I'm, you know, I'm not saying whatever, but I well, think you have to understand there's a videotape of that one. So it's going to draw more right. attention. And the thing is, if, you know, if you're yelling, I can't breathe, or are you telling them and there's five cops right around you and you're the cop choking the guy out? It's like, all right, look, you can't breathe and we'll let him go. I mean, what is he going to turn into the Hulk? I yeah. mean, I mean, what else, what's, what's going to happen? It's like, what's the, what's the need to put him out of submission? I mean... You know, in wrestling, you know, you watch the, the old WWF, you know, it was the sleeper hold. And it didn't appear that he was trying to resist or he was being, you know what I mean? He wasn't yeah. putting up a fight or anything. Right. If anything, I think the video 
ask you know has him like screaming he can't breathe or something like that. Right. So and I think that's the troublesome with this particular one is there's not only a video of it but there's you know a human being who was basically reaching out for somebody to understand that he couldn't breathe. Well, that's the pro- well, that's the problem. And nobody listened. It's, it's the police not listening. It's not them exactly. really having any, any consideration for what they're doing. It's just almost like for them, they're James Bond. They have a license to kill. And they can get away with it because, well, they're just doing their job. And you don't know how fearful it is. I'm like, really? It was you and how many other cops around you? It's like the Rodney King thing. When you saw that video, like, oh, my God, all these cops are beating this dude down. It's like, that's ridiculous. Well, then, you know, when people say, well, he was doing something illegal on the streets, he was selling, like, loose cigarettes. Right. Give me a break. <laughs> I know, you right? Know? He wasn't. Right. Hey, here, here, here's what happens. Hey, dude, just dump the cigarettes and get out of here. Yeah. And- Boom, you're done. End of story. Police need to, like, I guess, reevaluate what the word police means. And I'm not sure there was even a reason that the gentleman gave the police to put him in the chokehold in the first place. You know, it's, it's yeah. just, it's one of those ones where, you know, they got, they, got, they got it wrong. So, I mean, the thing is, is, like, the more they not indict, the more they let these cops off without anything, the, the more the, the, the pot's going to stir. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and that's what scares me more is that, I mean, we had a, the protest here on uh, yesterday. Yeah. We have a first Friday event downtown Phoenix, and then what, a group of 50 people turned into hundreds of people? Yeah, it, and it flew under the radar because of the whole uh, incident in New York. Um, but we had an incident where an, an unarmed uh, black man was killed as well by a police officer out here in Phoenix. Um, I guess the news story was he was um, suspected of selling drugs out of his Cadillac. And when they got there, he ran, and the officer mistook the pill uh, canister. This is just what the news reads. Obviously, I don't know the whole story. I'm just telling what I read in the news. Um, And he mistook it for a weapon, and he shot him and killed him. And then uh, they did find a weapon and drugs in the van, but not on the they did not find any weapons on the individual. So basically, they, he wasn't reaching for a gun. No, he wasn't. And what kind of like in these days, who's really, I mean, it does happen. I mean, let's, I mean, it does, I guess. But like, you got to be smart not to make those moves. Well, you here's know? the other thing. I can't presume I mean, to understand the sure. pressure that the the police officer goes through in that kind of a situation. Right. I mean. And then what kind of dialogue is going back yeah. and forth, too? So it's like, he might, is he saying, I don't have a weapon, I don't have a weapon, or, you know, I don't know. Well, and that's <clears> the other difficult thing about it i mean obviously take the the new york situation out of it because there's a there's a video of it and it clearly shows what's going on obviously right but most of the time we don't know we don't have an eyewitness account we can't we don't know and we can't presume to understand exactly what's going on in that particular struggle and it's not to say that nobody's right and nobody's wrong i'm not trying to take sides it's just to say we have to understand to some degree that we truly don't know. Well, the thing is, we don't need to go for the kill shot every time. So let's well, that's let's, the other, let's, yeah. let's keep it on that right there. And there is a commonality, and you know, you can't ignore the fact that um, all three um, victims in the stories we're talking about. Um, there's a, there's an asterisk towards the, the Phoenix guy, but in, in general, um, they all, in essence, were breaking the law. To so, some degree. To some degree. That's what I'm saying. In essence, you know, yes, now, selling Lucy's on the street is not a big deal. I mean, whatever. I mean, well, you're not going to retire selling Lucy cigarettes on the street corner. But in the, they were breaking the law, but but that particular part of the story 
doesn't necessarily deal with the direct interaction. Right. But what I'm, I, I understand. But, I, the, but because they are breaking the law to some degree, the officer obviously is going in with some assumptions about the situation, you know, in, in I think, self-preservation well, mode. To some right. Degree. Well, and, and all uh, victims were uh, armless. You know, they, yeah. had, they had no weapons on them. That's, that's another thing we have to examine. And, I, and I, to your point, I think that's where we have to, to figure out how do we teach to, to, to not subdue without deadly force. Well, I mean, the, the ta- even tasers kill. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe there's some kind of uh, new weaponry that would stun you without killing you. I mean, the, you- but uh, you know, because I, I, I again to presume that the cop can't use any force is ignorant, in my opinion. If a cop's going into that situation, well, listen, I don't have a problem to be used. Right, I, I don't have a problem with police doing the job. I want you to but, tackle that guy who's, you know, who's running around with a knife in his hand. I want you to do that. You know, I want, it's, and that's another thing. They shoot people with knives, too. It's like, it's weird. Um, I mean, I don't you know. know. It's, it's one of those, how do <laughs> you figure it out situations. You can't. I mean, you're in the moment, but I just think when you're having a, you know, a gang of policemen on one person, it doesn't need to go that far. You no. can get them under control Sooner than you think. You don't need to take them down like that. It's just, it's stupid. Agree. It's just stupid. And uh, it's sad, you know. And what Rand Paul said, well, it's because cigarette prices are too high, is why he died. <laughs> yeah, another guy, uh, King, I think, a, a rep- representative King, a, another Republican, said that, well, it's because he was unhealthy, is the reason why he died so fast. It's like, <laughs> no, he died because a, another man choked him out. Right, right. It's, it's, it's just bizarre, this mentality, this, you this know, way of thinking. It looks from the video choked him out unnecessarily. Right. I, you know, uh, what I, I, this way of thinking by the, by Republicans, you know, I mean, and not, and not all Republicans. I'm talking about the hardcore right wingers, you know, the ones that are just, just can't let it go, just can't say, all right, this is my country, this is where we're going, let's just go for the ride for the next four years, eight years, whatever, and. And, and let's make it all work for everybody. <laughs> Why can't we do that? Instead, it's like, I, you're not doing it the way I wanted to do it, so I'm not going to let you do it the way you want to do it. It's, it's, and, and you can bring in the whole immigration thing with that. You know, it's like, really, you know, he's trying to let 5 million people who already contribute to society in probably a pretty good fashion and do the things your rich, white, Republican ass doesn't want to do. Why, why not just let them obtain citizenship and keep doing their work. Right, right. And, and contributing to society. Yeah, like I mean, to fight do. the immigration thing. And then, you know, Jan Brewer's like, we are Arizona. We're proud to be one of the states fighting against this new immigration, what they're calling an amnesty, which, is, which isn't. Um, I, I just don't think they listen to what's going on. Well, no, uh, they're, they're misdir- mis- misdirecting you because they bring up the illegal aliens and the people coming to the country and, and the people who are coming illegally to do harm. The The that's not what we're talking about here. That's a separate issue. Right. We're talking about the people who are already here right. and who are very much contributing to society in very good ways. Right. Let's let, okay, why do we need to worry? It's stupid to be like, hey, you guys got to go. <laughs> really? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. This is what I wrote. I go, yeah, because Republicans are stupid. Um, they go, I go. This we'll handle the people who are doing harm. That's let, that's separate. That's let, separate. Yeah, Republicans. This is what I wrote on my on my Facebook page. I go, Republicans crack me up. If they don't get their way, then all hell breaks loose and no one wins. I don't understand that mentality. That's not putting your country first, and yet they act like they're the true Americans. Oh, and Democrats are pussies. Yeah. Well, and that's why I I prefer just to 
neglect either party <laughs> and figure it out for myself. I'm a registered independent. Yeah, and that's how I'm registered. As um, well. I'm, I have no problem admitting it. Yeah, I, I don't either. And I, I have I'm my proud. own mind. Right, exactly. And, I, it, and it's funny that people that follow the party line so intently, uh, it's scary, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, and, and there are things that, you know, I, I don't know. I just I can't agree with one just one side that doesn't make sense to me either. I can't either. Um, I, I just, there are things that there's no compromise. Their... I mean, the amendments were, were made to be fixed every twenty or so years, whatever it is, they needed to uh, to go along with the times. That's what the, Jefferson the said. The change, but that's what Jefferson said. You need to change these every couple of years, whatever it is, in, in lieu in, in, in ways of the society changing. And we haven't. We still have laws from nineteen from seventeen seventy six. It should be a living document that supports the freedom of the 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 citizens. Well, you know, a living working document. Yeah, it's just not though. It's not what's going on. Just like our drug war, where that war started in nineteen seventy two. So you're telling me we're living by laws that were set in place in nineteen seventy two? How antiquated is that? That whole society living by laws. That's archaic. It's arcane. Whatever. I I watched an interesting documentary on the History Channel the other week during the break, and um, it was all about that how they scared people and started marketing uh, marijuana as this psychedelic devil drug and the joints and all of that stuff and how like what you're talking about that then created the law banning marijuana and putting it on that um, I forget what the list name that makes the it schedule a, one schedule one yeah and how they were talking about it on the History Channel really how no medicinal value it's still on that list for some reason when it really shouldn't be you know, no, it should it should never be, have been on it. And I mean, they were they were really starting to talk about the fact that it's all about you know the reason it's still on there is 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 it bec- it was like a conspiracy show on the History Channel. Is it because it's still on that Schedule One list because it, it they're still trying to control the trade and and the profit behind the scenes and they don't want that to take over publicly or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you got to think you know if you're gonna kill the war on drugs, if you're going to end it, well, that's going to end a lot of people's jobs, and most likely those people do not want that to happen. So maybe there's a situation down the line where we'll see something like a revolt, in a sense, uh, a strong government pushback. And and here's the thing. Cannabis doesn't cure everything, so it's not, you know, why again, why can't we find the, the common middle ground and right. use the pharmaceutical industry for what it needs to be used for? Yeah. And allow the natural, you know, home remedy or whatever you want to call it, I hope the pathic thing, I can't think of the darn name of it, uh, why, and, and let that go too. Why not? Like, there, why can't there be a middle ground? And that's, again, the problem I have with the Democrat-Republican side is... They're afraid to pick there, up on there's that. There's no middle ground. You have to be one or the other, and I don't think that's well, right. Why? Well, I don't know. It's funny because this is prime real estate for anyone to jump and grab onto and right now really nobody is um some republicans are kind of uh, pro hemp and cannabis movement some aren't uh same with the, the democrat side it's just like no one's really wanted to take the take the flame of it you know take hold of it and just and and lead and that's where we're, we need that because that's a that's a game changer that's not gay marriage it's not um something where it's a, a moralistic stand i mean this is something that will affect humanity as a whole when we unleash the power of hemp and cannabis 
as a legal thriving substance we can all use that isn't psychoactive. It doesn't give you a head high. Um, it'll you know help your body pain though. It will do. Uh, I mean, it'll give us oil. It'll give us food. It'll give us uh, clothing and and I and, mean, uh, you know, and what you're talking about is essentially what what makes us go and what makes us tick and what makes us remain um, here is resources. And so why not? It's a very renewable re- uh, resource. Right, right, so absolutely. So why not open it up and, and allow us to use it as a resource? And that's the thing. Why, why are they cock-blocking this is you know, what I'm doing. We talk about running and, out of resources. And the thing is, right, and it's just the, the, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. That's what, I mean, the thing is, well, it's, like I said before, is that the, it almost feels like the, uh, America's motto is uh, let's wait, wait till the well runs dry. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll figure it out then. When they're so, you know, why not figure it and out? That's, look, that's, that's, that's the mentality of, a, uh, of someone like me, <laughs> all right? That's what I will do. But I'm not running a country. I don't have the responsibility of millions of people underneath me to take care of like our government does. So let's get their shit together. <laughs> let's legalize and start producing it in the right way where, where if we're creating fuel efficient, clean energy, from from marijuana seeds and, and, and we're feeding the homeless and we're doing some great things with it and clothing and creating jobs. I mean, this pipeline is bullshit. They say what thirty five jobs will permanent jobs will be created because of the pipeline. Well, you know, I you know, I'm not I'm not necessarily familiar with the pipeline, but be, I think I think to your, to your point, and if you don't, if if that's not what you want to do, don't stop us from doing it. Right. Right, exactly. Why? Well, you're right, exactly. We, you, yeah. Don't stop me from using it as a resource oh. if that's the way I want. If I'm not hurting anybody, what's the big deal? Uh, that's yeah, that's such a good point, man. And that's everything, though. That's Why kind of... stop that's, me from doing that's it? That's life. It's, that's like, yeah. It's, it's, you, that's, that's everything. That's everything. I mean, you can't do... We can't do it, so you can't do it. If it's not hurting you, right. why do you give a shit? Right. Right. Right, right, right. Here's Warner Drive. It's music from Los Angeles. Faking Smiles is the tune. For some reason, I have the clean version, which I'm a little upset about. I uh, have to find the the naughty version so I get to play with you. Because, yes, we are a little bit naughty. It's Halloween. It's Christmas time. <laughs> I, I went right back to Halloween. I didn't even, like, bypass, I bypassed Thanksgiving, which was last week, and went right to Halloween. Right to Halloween. That's hilarious. Well, last night we had the Nightmare Before Christmas theme party last night. So huh. we'll talk about that when we come back. Here's Faking Smiles. Or in a drive, you're going global with gas. Man. On the voiceamerica.com variety channel.
was about six years old, my mama took me on a trip to the city. We went to one of those big old department stores, and I got lost. They tried to page you, but the PA system was on the fritz. I never saw my mama again. Some people from the cosmetics department fed me a bowl of soup and some bread. The days stretched into weeks. One February, they got pretty jammed up during the semi-annual Lincoln's birthday sale, and they asked me to help out in preteen maternity. Then one day, I overheard a conversation in personnel about them needing a new jingle for their radio ad. So I picked up my guitar, and I wrote down a tune that had been mulling and creeping and crawling around in my head. It went something like this. <laughs> The Dead Eyes. <clears throat> Let's try that again. The Dead Eyes of London. You're my queen here on uh, Going Global with Gas Man here on your Saturday 
afternoon, evening, morning, wherever you are in the world. We are on every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. Pacific time, and you can catch us online at Stitcher or on iTunes. So any of the past shows that you missed, they are available for your listening pleasure at your leisure, which is very cool. VoiceAmerica.com, Variety Channel, Going Global with Gas Man is the page, and all the shows are right there, or like I said, on iTunes or Stitcher. So, All right, Carl. Um, dude, we, uh, we just talked about the whole, you know, being, you know, the police situation, how shitty it's getting, <laughs> you know, lo- local, local, uh, police departments getting tanks now and shit like that. It's getting ridiculous, right? Yeah. They're, uh, looking like <laughs> small armies. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. I think what was the Bill Maher, I think had a little, uh, Final, um, final rule. You know the the new rules, and he said, you know, when did we go from you know Mayberry to you know to this? You know, he looked at Barney Fife and and Andy Griffith. You know, and now we're fucking <laughs> stormtroopers, man. That's what they are, man. Well, you know, the the criminal does have more uh, available to them. So I think you know as, as yes, I agree about, with that. Yes, as we talk about other things progressing as society progresses, I think that is something that does need to progress. But again, I think before just jumping to making small armies out of police units, let's figure out what's the best route instead of just jumping to a solution. Hmm. It seems like nobody bothers to figure out. Well, is you know giving the police tanks and. Right. Automatic weapons and right, you know, assault gear and all of that stuff. Is that is that worth it to give the whole police unit that, or is it just reserved for a SWAT team or a you know high highly skilled unit within the police department? Right, and but who you're who you're giving it to? Yeah, you're giving it to people certain... who they need to have qualifications to not take these and and you know because look, you're going to give these things to these guys, they're going to want to use them. Well, yeah, and I think that's where you have to figure out you know to. At what levels do you give that stuff to people within departments? I think if you're going to militarize the um, police, which I don't agree with at all, wouldn't you think that you would do it similar? You know, like you have your people who use the tanks and your people who use this particular item. You know what I wonder? I wonder, um, you know, people around the world listen to voiceamerica.com. I don't know how many... We have outside um, of here. Uh, I know we have somebody from China listen and Vietnam and a few, a few in Europe and stuff like that, so which is very cool. So I'm wondering, like, if you're listening and you're not from America and you listen to us talk about this place, I mean, what's going on in your mind? I mean, Carl, put yourself outside of being an American and you're looking at what, what this country is doing. I mean, first of all, I don't know how we are perceived and how it is to look at us as not being an American. So it's, it's very tough to really do that. Um, I I was actually thinking about this the other night, just randomly thinking about it. And I think other countries deal with the same shit that we deal with here. Yeah. But I mean, how is it handled? It's not the same. I mean, like if it's just not the same. Well, no, I think depending on obviously the government and in that particular country and, and the economic, I think stability of that particular country, I think those are all going to be handled differently, yeah. So, like you're saying, also, not understanding how we're perceived exactly doesn't necessarily help us in determining how people 
view what's going on over here. Right. I mean, well, I mean, you talk about the immigration earlier. It's like nobody really wants to come into America right now. It's been it's been on a decline for quite some time, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I people think... coming into America have been it's been it's been not as strong as it has been before. So less people are wanting to come in here. Well, no, and you do see a lot of Americans now moving away, the expatriate movement. And you're seeing that too. Um, yeah, yeah. It's not, yeah, so, it's, you know, there's, there's, it's, it happens on both and ends. It's, and it's sad because, you know, what's being represented as, you know, look, people in, by default, speak for all of Americans. And that would be obviously our president and, other politicians when they're overseas, I mean, that's the impression they get of Americans is from these these men. Um, when realizing, I think the majority of Americans do not feel the same way. You know, I was talking about this last night is that I think a lot of, uh, you know, Americans feel maybe isolated these days, you know, not as communal anymore as we were once before, as having that same commonality of thinking of everything is we're all on the same page. We're not on the same page, but yet, because we're not being seen that, you know, everything's so divided that I think right now we need to have that that unity in a sense. And I think everyone is thinking the same thing. We're just not being heard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to some degree, I think you do have the people who are on their on their own page and want everybody else to be on their page. But right. I think there's a large segment of society that is not being heard. Um, who who has a voice and a, and a reasonable one? Uh, and uh, yeah, and I think it's larger than what is uh, being perceived at the moment. To be honest with you, I think yeah. it's a lot larger, and I think a lot of people are unaware that their neighbors think the same way they do, except for the fact that they don't take their trash cans up. No, but everybody's so involved in their own thing, and you know, not looking at it's the same. It's the same reason, you know, people. Just every day in what you're doing, you know, how people drive, how people walk, right? Um, how people speak to you. Everybody seems to be just involved in what they're doing with no real concern or, or, or care about what you're doing. Yeah, there's no, there's no concern for our fellow human beings anymore. Um, there is, but it's not strong. Yeah, it doesn't seem, <laughs> you know, society is, I don't know, turned, turned inward. Yeah. You know? And it's not, and I'm not even saying it, it, it's because the family's stronger, it's just people are it's not as social it doesn't seem to be as it used to be because people aren't out talking to each other right exactly uh so we got to get back out and start playing on the playground again yeah you know and as far <laughs> as how americans are perceived you know there is the stereotypical uh way that we sometimes believe we're perceived as the you know glutinous um <laughs> capitalistic people who just want more and more and more and more and more. This glutinous. I like that. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about a pastor that's making the news from right here in the Phoenix area, Tempe, Arizona, to be exact, made national news with his anti-gay sermon. So we'll discuss that yeah. when we return. Um, you know what? That uh, You know, I got to say this real quick. I'm on a website, and that's where I'm getting the uh, story from. And you click on the story, it pops up. But if you click outside on the, on the same page, the story goes away. And that story just disappeared on me. So I'm really pissed right now. I'm really pissed. <laughs> I hate this fucking website. <laughs> I just hate the interface of it. All right, let's play some tunes. We'll come back alone from Jet West right here on Going Global with Gas. Man.
Talk it out, man. Kinda grabs you by the boo-boo, don't it?
hunch face and backing down here for your second hour of Going Global with Gas. <laughs> Carl, the intern's hanging out with me as well. By the way, uh, from Redwood City, I, I don't know if they're together anymore. I had to go to Facebook to uh, see what's up with them, and the last status was March 28th of 2010. So uh, I met these guys right when I was started my radio gig here in Phoenix, and Justin Alexander, I interviewed him for the radio show, and it turns out he actually is a uh, kick fighter. You know, he he, tra- he he actually travels overseas to like um, to Asia and competes in kick fighting events. Oh wow! Yeah, right. I, I just I, I can't imagine doing that stuff. I don't like getting beat up. Oh, I thought you meant you can't imagine going to Facebook and searching a band's history. No. <laughs> Never mind. Very interesting. <laughs> um, speaking of Facebook, I, I found this like last night. It was, it was funny. Uh, as I was out and about, I went to go see some friends perform some music. And it was over at a place called Pub Rock Live out in uh, Scottsdale. It's the south end of Scottsdale. Not the north end. It's a very big different uh, feeling of Scottsdale, if you don't know. Um, I'm sure you've heard of Scottsdale if you've never been. A uh, very affluent area. Lots of money rolling around. Um, but there's the south end, and then, then you have your north end. The south end would be your older school Scottsdale. Your old school money. Your, your people who have been living in Phoenix since before Alice moved to Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> so people have been here for a while, you know? Yeah, and that's, they, <laughs> if I moved there, that's where I'd want to go. You like the old school Scottsdale? Yeah, I like the older neighborhoods, the old school feel of the homes and all that. Yeah. I'm not into new and shiny. Well, you know, the new and shiny, the brand new stuff up in the hills, you know, it's going to cost you... A lot, obviously. Um, but the south end, you know, it gets a little closer to Tempe is where you start losing a little bit of the value um, as it's not as reputable of a Scottsdale area as the north end of Scottsdale would be. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would agree with that. Okay, because you're close to Tempe, which is the college area. And uh, there's, Tempe's a, kind of it's a vagrant city as well. There's a lot of vagrants living in, in, in Tempe. Would you agree to that? Yes, I would agree with that. <laughs> okay. I need, I need, I need verification. <laughs> um, but you know, because it, it, it's the college town, it's Mill Avenue, it's a party city. You know, yeah, just is, a lot of people go there. It is very much where if you're going to be a vagrant, that's probably where you're going to go. Right. Exactly. Or so a, a, a homeless individual. Right. Um, so what we also have in uh, in Tempe is making the news. This pastor. Yeah. This guy is probably going to uh, lower the. Um, value of of, uh, of the houses around him uh he is a he's an anti-gay sermon is what he did i'm waiting for the video to load i had it loaded ready to go i had it ready to roll and then i like i clicked outside that video and then the whole screen went away well that's no good yeah it's just a stupid interface i'll tell you it's azcentral.com <laughs> i'm not yeah, you, since, I'm since not you've lying. been trying to get this video set up you've been complaining about their interface yeah it's it's awful it's I was like who like who's like going yeah i like the way that operates you know <laughs> like too many yes men they need me they need gas man to go in there and say no your your, your website sucks yeah make it easy you have to make it easy it's very complicated pop-ups coming up all the time and you know that, that look this is the new the new wave of advertising 
right? This is the new wave. Yeah. You have to capture them. I mean, that's what it is. In order to watch this video, you've got to see this. You have to do it quickly. Yeah, and if not even just to see this video, um, you know, then other flying ads pop up as well out of nowhere. You know, and, and the it, ads aren't about us. The ads are about the fact that that's how these, if there were no ads, there's no business. Well, look, yeah, advertising runs everything, I believe. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. That's where all the money comes from, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, unless you're you're homegrown kind of a thing, and you're still homegrown, it's yeah, that's where the money comes from. Advertising, advertising. pays everything. Think about TV, um, obviously, you have merchandising and all that, but right. TV. Um, It'd be weird if they just opened, yeah all of, all of those things. What if they just opened it up and said, you know what, we don't need to pay for anything anymore. We got you. You got a house. You got some food. You got some clothing. You're good. That'd be nice. <laughs> Why can't it be that way? We're, but I, we're, I think we're on this planet. This this isn't what Earth planet, slave planet Earth. I mean, you know, what is it? Why are we struggling as creatures on a planet when all our resources are nest, are, are are right there in front of us? Well, the, the problem is because you never you you have people who even if you did that, where you know what? Let's just operate on a, everybody's equal. Let's just get along and do what we do. There's always going to be somebody. Who wants to take that power? Because that's just who man is. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Or there's going to be somebody who wants to go against the grain. That's just there's there's always somebody. There's or always some, somebody's. <laughs> right, exactly. Like this Tempe pastor. Oh my gosh, this guy. Yeah. So we're gonna play a little clip of this, and then um, I didn't get his name because it's just a video only. So we, I'm gonna play the video. This guy did a interview with the the Channel 12 news uh, guy. Um, what's his name? Curtis. Yeah, I just know him by the mustache. Yeah, he is the mustache guy. And he interviewed him, and it, it got a little interesting, a little hostile, sort of. Not, but only really from Curtis, though, because it, cause he was really probing this dude, like, are, are you crazy? You're saying this. He was kind of being very confronting. Like, you're a madman. Why are you saying these things? I'm, tr- I'm yeah, trying to respect myself and respect you to a certain degree, but... I think there was you're some a, provoking you're going a, on. Yeah, you're a maniac, and... Why are you saying these bad things? So this is this is the pastor during his anti-gay sermon. Take a listen to this. No homos will ever be allowed on this church as long as I'm the pastor here. Never! All homos are pedophiles. There, I said it. They're all pedophiles. If you executed the homos like God recommends, you wouldn't have all this AIDS running rampant. <laughs> like God recommends. Does he also recommend brushing your teeth after you eat? Right. What this, is this guy? I mean, did you he's hear, preaching hate. Yeah. Did you hear the amens? No, I didn't. You didn't hear the amens? No. Yeah, you gotta listen to the amens, man. I'm Good gonna, evening. I'm gonna, oh, here. No homos will ever be allowed on this church as long as I'm the pastor here. Never. All homos are pedophiles. Amen. Did you hear the amens? Yeah, the whole yeah. Con- the whole congregation. They were, I think like. they're scared of this dude. <laughs> this guy's a maniac. He's slamming the thing. He, he obviously he's got issues. Um, he's, yeah, we we talked about it. His interpretation is off. I mean, I'm I'm I grew up in church. I'm very familiar with the Bible, and you you don't learn to interpret it that way. So where does this come from? Where does this twist I come from? I think there's just there's hate. And he wants an audience, and this is how he can get one. He just wants to, well, he's just, during the interview, he's like, he got involved in the Bible when he was 17. Yeah, to me, this isn't about, this is, this is self, self, um, 
this is for him. You know what I mean? Like vying for some some kind of attention. To right. me, this is you do these things when you want attention more than anything. I think, or you know, you want to make a name for yourself or something. Well, what's scary is that you know this is done in a in a in a big city. You know this, and which tells you, at least tells me that it's that it's everywhere. No matter where you where you turn, wherever you look, you know. When I when I drove across country, you, every city or every town, I mean, there was some hardcore religious action going on. Yeah, I mean, it just it was. I mean, which is fine. I don't I don't care whatever floats your boat. I'm not. I'm, I I never, you know, I don't tell people not to do what makes me feel good. Yeah, but don't be hateful. Right, don't be hateful. Exactly, that's, the, that's I mean, the problem I have. Don't don't be hateful. Well, it's a, it's a total step backwards, and you know, and again, like it scares me that there's a congregation that's like Amen, which means that all these people now are out and about, and who knows who they're trying to convince, and, and, and all all they're encouraging is to go out and hate somebody. That's yeah. all they're encouraging, and that's not what it's to look be down about. upon someone. Right, exactly. And, you know, that's the problem. Is everybody's going out to hate people why why are we going out to hate it's people? because it, no because no one thinks like everyone else right now yeah everyone it, it, especially religious hardcore zealots like this guy if, if if you don't think their way it's an abomination and he probably doesn't even think homosexuals should die he should think everyone should die who doesn't yeah. think he, him the same way he thinks and every, everybody's hell-bent on being right that's it, right? And there's no room for any kind of uh, dis- compromise discourse, yeah, to discuss anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Let's have some discussions. But there isn't because they're always right, and that's uh, you. How do you chisel through that? Well, <laughs> to, you, you, yeah, you have to figure out how do you stop people from continually trying to prove they're right so they'll listen. Well, and then you congregate masses of people to follow them. I mean, look, I congregate people to listen to some cool music and maybe have a different thought in their head once in a while, you know, because I like thinking and I like talking about these things. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there's people who agree and there's people who don't agree with what I'm talking about. Yeah, but and same with you. But, you know, what? I'm not going to sell, sell here, tell here, you know, people to listen, hey, you need to, you know, those people over there. Well, they're really fucking assholes, man. You should just really just be a hate on them and talk, you know, let's, let's right? kill one Why, of those. What gives me the right to not like you or to preach hate about you if I don't agree with you? Right. Like, I don't understand why people feel they have the right to do that. They do. I know. It's weird. Um, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, they condemn. They judge. Yeah. And that, that's, that's what it's the thing. That, you can't. Well, that's what I kind of was thinking about this show is, you know, we love the judge here. I mean, there's a difference, though, when we do it. But what I'm saying is that, you know, a lot of people who condemn are, they're, they're judging. That's what it is. They, it's an assumption. And we all know about assuming. But, you know, when you judge, it's not cool. And you're just kind of basically, you know, throwing stones from a glass house. Yeah, and yeah exactly. Because, That's the other thing. I mean, and it's just people don't realize that. And you have to understand that what we wanted to hear, what we try to do, at least we're gonna, we're gonna maybe imply more of our um, our motive to get people not to judge so much. And I, I think that's one of the the key things is teach people how to not judge others and to live their own lives with right. respect for others. I mean, it's pretty simple. Hey, listen, that's the way they choose to live their life. Don't live your life in judgment of others. Live your life in respect of others. Right. That's get, a good one. I it, just thought that one up. Oh, crap. Were you recording that one? I hope. I, I hope so. It's on here. I it can, was good. I might have said it too soft, but dude, I don't know. We'll see. I can see that on a on a wall somewhere. Right? It's like a motivational phrase or something. It's a meme. I got a meme. I, I Well, I got a good thought. My, you you, you want to hear my thought? Yes. Uh, my thought is... Uh, 
no one chooses where you come from or who you are, but you do get to choose where you go and who you become. Yeah, I agree with that one. That's a good one, too. Thank you. That was mine. I just Googled it. Nobody else came up with that, so it's me. Awesome. I better Google mine. I got to check it out. <laughs> you do. I'm like, like oh, that's an awesome saying, man. Like, uh, another one I have is, uh, um, oh, I got to think of it. Hang on. I'm going to Google mine, and gonna... I'm going to post it as a Facebook status, so then it'll cement it as mine. All right. You do that. Is that how that works, by the way? Uh, with cementing? Well, like, making it yours, is just if you can put it on Facebook first in today's world, that means that, you know, you own it. You know, I think so. I Because you can prove that, you know, on this particular date at this particular time, I put this up. Um, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there because I don't necessarily know if it makes, it makes, makes it mine. It's kind of in the form of a, certif- a certified letter. I would say, you know, that those get Public. stamped and dated. Well, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, because I think a lot of times, especially in the world of comedy, where there's a lot of comedians, and I see them writing their jokes on Facebook. I'm like, what are you doing? Don't write your jokes on Facebook. Someone's going to steal that. Yeah, that's the other thing. Are you just leaving it open for others to take it? Yeah, I mean... That's the, other, well, that's the flip look, side of that. I mean, I don't know why you're being so greedy and selfish by not sharing your thoughts. <laughs> right. I, I just want to own the thought. You, <laughs> you, you just want to own it? You want to, like, uh, trademark it? You know, if there's a way to, you know, to make like a little too hot. dough off a good what little is, motivational phrase that means something. Yeah, that I believe in. Why not? Well, of course, man. That's where you got to make. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I got to, but you know, you got to pay the bills, right? That's where you got to. <laughs> well, that's, that's why you make the shirts for, her, man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> make the shirts. Uh, let's play some tunes. Well, and you do your thing. What are you gonna do again? You're gonna go look up something. Uh, my phrase. Your phrase. I'm gonna go look it up and uh, figure out if it's online or not. Okay, um, and we're going to play, we're, I feel, I'm just going to rock it out, man. We're going to play some uh, Oxford Coma. This tune's called Adonis. It's pretty rocking, so if you aren't prepared for it, well, I just gave you the preparation. H. <laughs>
What is that ringing? Do I have a tumor? Avenue and out of control here for going global with gas. Man. And yeah, out of control. Uh, how about this story here, man? How about this uh, guy who tried to rob a massage parlor in Mesa, which isn't too far away from here. And uh, so basically, he runs in and he ties up a chick, gags her, puts her in a room, and all he got were items. The story doesn't say anything else. It just says <laughs> he just got items. I don't know how to react to that. <laughs> He's on, this dude's on the loose, man. He's, he's described, he's an Anglo or Hispanic male, weighs 190 uh, to 200 pounds, has back hair and uh, a full beard. Like he didn't get a massage first? <laughs> oh, it's black hair. Sorry. You know? 
Um, what's that? He didn't get a massage first or something? No, he didn't get and a massage. And then rob him? He just robbed him and took some No, I, well, he, he obviously didn't leave with a happy ending. No, he sound, doesn't sound like too smart of a guy. Yeah, so uh, he was wearing uh, black sunglasses, denim pants, and green long-sleeve hoodie with a design, by the way. So if you happen to see him, I'm sure he's wearing the same thing. Yeah, and, and speaking of a- asshole, really, you're going to rob a place full of, of women? I, I know, and a massage parlor, too. I, but the discrepancy right. I have really is with the story. And earlier I was saying, yes, this AZ Central website uh, blows. Um, if you want to look at it while we're listening to each other right now, it's azcentral.com. I just think the interface is lame. When you pick on a story and there's a video, it shows up, and then you have like a space to your left and right, like this gray area. Uh, so like basically the story you chose... It, superimposes on top of that page. Uh, yes. So the so the original page is still there. You kind of still see it. So if you click out that outside of the one you want, then your story disappears. Well, that's then stupid. You, it, then you got to go find it. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, so, all right. So azcentral.com, they have uh, the first paragraph is a reward has been offered. I have to mention there's a reward for this guy. Um, a reward has been offered for information leading to the arrest of a man who committed armed robbery at a Mesa Massage parlor. Now, Mesa Massage is one word, right? No. No, <laughs> no, no. no it's not. No. Right. Yeah. So, but according, I thought that was a trick question. No, it's not a trick question, but apparently to AZ Central writers, it is one word. Well, that's stupid. And, and so you have a typo right there. And then in the, uh, basically, the, the what happened, the what part, what, you know, Items were removed. Nothing else. Just items. But That's yet, all that was removed. I really what you did. Ask I, I don't know, man. Officer? I just yeah. I just lost items. Who's yeah. the investigative reporter there? Give that guy a promotion. Well, I don't know, man. They found out that her hands and feet had been gagged and tied and locked in a room. But all they fucking took away with was items. Yeah, you'd have to imagine if it's that kind of a massage parlor. There's probably some cash lying around. Well, yeah, there's no cash mention, though, of this. Yeah, I don't know. Except for the $1,000 reward you can get for catch, capturing this guy. And how screwed is the massage parlor owner now? Because now the cops are all over their joint. You'd probably think, yeah. it's. Uh, I don't know if it's a you know, one of those massage parlors. Or, yeah, does it even does it even say but, if it's like one it, of those? But it is called Angel's Massage. Yeah, it <laughs> might be one of those massage parlors. And it's on West Broadway in Mesa. So if you don't know that area... That's exactly where you would think Angel's Massage oh. should be. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. Items. Yeah, they took items. Yeah, could be, just be a little <laughs> more vague, please? <laughs> um, that's what I love about our media today. I love the fact that they just do, they don't do their due diligence. You know, you have to, like, ask questions. So what do they, what you would think, what, what do they take would be one of the main questions you would ask as a reporter. And then when they said, oh, just some items, you would say, oh. What what items were those? Yeah. And you know what really pisses me off about some of these stories, too? Is they don't allow you to comment. Oh, yeah. No, that's a bummer. Because I don't, I mean, I don't comment much, but there are times when I would like, you know, I think about it. Right. And so I, if I were to discover that I couldn't, that would upset me. I, I put the story up if you don't want people to comment Right. I mean, you want to stir a little conversation. There's a lot of... You're getting feedback. Right. There's a lot of those when I uh, see online these like just ridiculous, ridiculous. I just I can't believe people think this way posts, you know, and these are political posts. Yeah, those keyboard warriors. And 
And they, uh, I like that. And then, you know, they're, they're so blind and ignorant to what they're saying, but yeah, they're so convicted in what they have to say. It's, well, it's so disturbing that I, I would say, you know what? I'm not jumping on this grenade. I'm no. not jumping on this one. Cause, and that's the thing I've, I've had to do that with a couple people in my life is just realize they're never going to get it. And it's unfortunate to have to say that, but I think it is true with some people who are so ingrained or so narcissistic in their ways, you know, where they d- they can't see anything outside of, of their opinion and, and their views. Right. They're, you can't do anything. You, well, and, and you're right. You can't stoke the fire with those people because you're never going to get through. Well, right. And the thing is not to agitate them. So, you know, they're so, con- like I say, convicted in their ways. It's just re- it's. Yeah. It's how do you get them to see the light? <laughs> you know, yeah, you poke that bear just a little bit, and it's going to jump all over. Right, you. And then you then you lost it. They're not going to believe you. There's no there's no warming up. It's it's either there, there, you know what I mean. There's no middle. If you stoke it, they're going to go off. So you just have to let it rest. Right, right. Which is completely unfortunate that there are people. But who I try can't just listen. Yeah, but I try to kind of find that balance between both because both parties are wrong. Yes. Um, you know, and I, I mean, every, everyone's got a little bit of right in them, in a sense. Everyone has a little bit of left in them. It's just, the, you know, you don't want to admit to some of the things the other party did because it's almost like a, it's like a, I don't know, it's like a competition. You know, we did this, we did, you didn't do this, we did this, and, you know, and it's like, it, it's not like, there's no unity, there's no... And it's a, it's a bad concept, having a two-party system. It seems like, um, for the most part, the lead-by-example works. You know, you have two parties who are hard-lined to not compromise, and you've created you know what? at least a public image of a society that is hard-lined and cannot Let me ask you this. Either. Let me ask you this. Do you think a no-party system would work? I, th- I think it would have to be dissected a little bit, but I think there's potential there. I mean, you're just not affiliated, and you can run for president. I mean, I think there needs to be qualifications. It, it needs to be something like a, like a the NCAA Final Four system, bracket system. Well, it's like you talk about, um, you've mentioned before, as far as just those some of these electoral positions that we have at the lower levels of government should just be handled as if they're job hires. You know, and that sounds something similar to that where, it's not necessarily a job hire, but anybody can, to a certain degree, run for the position. Well, yeah. I mean, again, you need. I think for what president, you need to be over forty, right? Yeah, like I said, you know, with certain qualifications, yeah, you can right. throw your name in the hat. Perhaps a college degree is needed. Yeah, <laughs> some level of experience have in held, law and all have, that stuff. I would have uh, have held a job for longer than six months. Yeah, right. <laughs> or should we do a year? I don't know. What do you know. think? <laughs> it's the president. He should have a couple jobs, or at least one job that was longer for a good, you know, eight, yeah. you know five, six I, years. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. Should we drug test him? You know, I don't care if my president, uh, you know, uses marijuana or anything like that, but I'm not down with, um, you know, narcotics. Right. So he'd have to be drug tested every single day because, you know, meth doesn't stay in your system very long. I yeah. think it stays in your system for neither like a does, day. Yeah, neither does cocaine. Cocaine's like 24 right. to 48 hours or something like that. Right, so it would have to be a daily drug test. 
that they would have to prove that they, <clears throat> excuse me, that they um, aren't on them. Yeah. Uh, back what, in Florida, they were trying to get all those on welfare to do a drug test, and that got shot down. <laughs> and everyone's now, well, if you need to have everybody in Congress do a drug test. Yeah, you and know what? If I agree. Hell yeah. Yeah, if you're running the government, though, like if you're the president and you're out doing some hard work and you're making major decisions and you're you're getting crammed with all this stuff. If you want to, you know, choke a bowl before you hit the sack, go ahead. But if you're going to snore cocaine or do some meth, that I have an issue with that. Right, right. That's the thing. Is and but you know, let's have obviously a, a civil conversation, <laughs> you know, with everybody where we can see all sides. And not just be, I mean, look. I, well, I, th- I think that's where you the benefit lies, is you get someone who is compromise. in the middle. The compromise. Yeah, someone who can lead that charge. So what you're saying say, is. You know what, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle. We, so sh- we need to get an arbitrator. Yeah, exactly. Someone who, who can just work, work and make things happen right. because they can communicate with both sides. Exactly. Like maybe the president shouldn't be, uh, maybe it should be like a, com- you know, you should have that arbitrator availability when things go wrong to bring in that neutral side that works things out like they do in sports sometimes. Exactly. Um, dude, we got like 15 minutes left. Nice. Yeah, we've been rolling through. Um, I didn't, didn't even get to half the stuff I've uh, wanted to get to, so we'll get to some of those when we come back. Uh, I was going to play a tune, Carl. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, do you know who What's Left is? I'm not familiar with them. They're from right here in the Valley, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, What's Left is the name of the band. Can't Fix Fate is the tune. And uh, we'll play this. We'll come back. And uh, what will come next? I have no idea. Uh, There could be a ton of things we can get to. So you'll just have to wait and see what we provide. Does that sound good, Carl, the intern? Sounds good to me. All right. We'll be right back.
What's left is the tune. Can't fix fate is the song. Uh, what's left is the band. Can't fix fate is the song. Uh, it, it's so funny because we were talking about the other band, uh, Carl. Who did we play earlier? That your band you found was uh, uh, Frightened Rabbit, and the song was called Old Fashioned. It was, no, it was Old Old Fashioned. Old Old Fashioned. Right, yes. exactly. So I, I I thought you know it could be the other way around. Old 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 Fashioned with Frightened Rabbit. Yes. I mean you never know these days. That's what's left, though. That's the band, and Can't Fix Fate is the song. And uh, you are going global with Gas Man here on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel. It's our pretty much our last segment. We're going to get out of here pretty soon. And then you guys can go about your day, whatever you're going to do, night, evening, morning, wherever you are in the world, I guess, right? Because we do have that global reach being online. So um, I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, even if it's, uh, you know, find me on Facebook. It's Going Global with Gas man and that's two s's and it's on facebook and there's a page there you can like and uh i don't know where you're from i'll send you a cd i got cds i can give away um and we can discuss after liking all that stuff or you can send me an email and say hey listen i listen to you guys you know on uh from wherever you're at and uh you can play can you play this song from this band i'll try to find it too so you can email me kevin at with gas.com there's two s's there kevin at with gas.com and uh, let me know look to hear and do some shout outs for around the globe you don't even have to say your city or anything like that you can give me a fake name if you want and that's fine that's you can what, be anonymous but just don't make your country fake you know or you can if you want to say your city too you can do that too i'm down with that as well um but thank you for tuning in i do appreciate uh, it is the holiday season by the way coming up we have uh, christmas in a few few weeks it's actually on a thursday right and we uh then the Friday, I think. Do we ever, does everyone work the day after Christmas? I know I do. Yeah, it's a day. It's not like Thanksgiving. No, you get. Why uh, is that? Why is half a day wait, on Eve? Hang and on. Done. Why? Why? 
why do we get the two days off for Thanksgiving? I mean, and instead of like Christ's birthday. Well, see, a lot of people though work the day after Thanksgiving too. But it's not as it's. I believe me. Like if if Christmas was a Wednesday, there would be no question you're working Thursday. Oh, absolutely. That's the thing is is I think that's also because Thanksgiving there's always a Friday. Right. So that you give. So why can't we just see? <laughs> so it's very natural. Why can't we make December twenty fifth a Friday every year? <laughs> I think it should be that or the a Thursday. After, I should the, say the twenty sixth. And then the second of January should be mandatory days off, right? Because there's a, re, a re, you, you want to recuperate from right. Christmas Day and spend some time with your family or just hang out. Dude, or, listen, man, listen. We go back to being a human on this planet once again. All right, detach yourself from all of society's ways of living and realizing that all we're asking for is another day to not do anything. Yeah. that's all we're asking. Listen to us beg for a free day to not do anything. That alone is a bullshit red flag statement right there. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I think there's there's merit to it because if you look at the, the countries around the world, we are generally ranked last as far as time off from work or how much we work. Right. We are generally, we work the right. most and take the less amount of time off. Right. They made living on this planet a, a, a cost. It, it costs to be alive. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like... Weird. It's a weird, you know, because it really doesn't have to cost to be alive. You know, there's places where you can live on your own without any thing. I mean, you got to be really self sufficient. <laughs> I don't think, and that's the thing. We've we've coddled ourselves so well that there's no way that we can all be feral. No, you think about what you have to. You know, it, it's all grand, but in today's in today's world, unless you're like those people on those Alaskan shows, you know, unless you're living somewhere where you have to live on your own, you have to depend on others to some degree. Right. Um, so it's hard to drop everything and just go all natural or whatever you want to call it. Right. Exactly. It, it is because again, we've been coddled and we've just grown up in a in a world where that is completely foreign to us, even though we do have those natural instincts. And it is part of our nature to be in nature. And that's something I did think we've been uh, de detached to. Yeah. And it almost seems like it's part of uh, it's the game plan. The world is becoming more urban. Yeah, it's, it's Everybody's the game. Right, exactly. Well, yeah. And the space. We're going to be living in space soon because this place will be inhabitable. Um, <laughs> I don't doubt it's a nice, it. cheerful thought before your Christmas games. And uh, are you going to be playing some board games with the family? Uh, no, I don't think we'll be playing board games. We play uh, gin rummy card game. We play some Uno. My eight-year-old knows how to play gin rummy, and she's very good. Mm -hmm. So she plays, you know, we, we play cards or um, we'll do a puzzle or two. I can oh, right admit on. to that. I can admit to doing puzzles. Yeah, we never played board games when I was growing up. We played the blame game. Oh, we oh. played cards. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you ready for Christmas, man? Yeah, you know, we got the house decorated last night and this morning. We don't have a ton of stuff, but uh, we went and uh, bought bought a nice strand of lights for a decent price. And You're ready to roll. Yeah, we got the tree up and decorated this morning. I put the lights up last night, and uh, we put some decorations out. Like I said, we don't have much. I think it took us all of 45 minutes to decorate the house. When uh, Speaking of ready, my, my mom in L.A. was saying that one of the radio stations there um, were very prepared for Christmas as they've been playing Christmas music uh, since the beginning of November. 
Oh, that's rough. Yeah, it is rough, right? I like Christmas music, but I don't like it all the time. Right. I need it in, you know, if right. I'm hanging out with friends and we're decorating the tree, then yeah, that's great. Or I don't care, December 25th, December 24th, Christmas music all day long, that's fine too. Anything leading up to it, you can heavily rotate Christmas music in, which is fine. Yeah. But don't saturate it. And that's, that's, yeah, if you're at an event or something that has to deal with Christmas, I get it, but I don't need it on in the car. So, right, right, exactly. So, uh, as far as um, shopping goes, you know, we had the Black Friday, which I, I guess went off without a hitch. I didn't hear any deaths about Black Friday this year. Did you? No, I did not hear any any rumors or news stories about right. people getting trampled. Yeah, me neither. Um, I think they found an orderly way to do it. And Cyber Monday went off without a hitch as well. Uh, apparently. Yeah, I, I never, don't pay much attention to that one. I actually, I didn't realize it was Cyber Monday until my wife brought it up. I know, and then now I feel like there's no reason to shop anymore. I mean, I don't have my gear. I don't have anything. I haven't bought anything for anybody yet. And, no, I haven't either. And I will probably do what most guys do is wait for the, the last minute. You, you know, I know what I'm, I generally know what I'm getting, but I wait until I want to go. And I no. don't care what anybody else says. I go when I want to go. I have no expectations at all. So. And I, I don't think yeah. I'm going to get anything from anybody. And I don't really expect to be giving anything to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, having you know, having a child, there's obviously some some gifts that are going. No, to be, you have to. You're stuck. You know, which is fine. You know, I, I love yeah, giving you, to her. You know, well, as far of course, as that's your daughter. Man. Christmas. That's, so, but you know, what I do is I know yeah. what I'm getting before I go, and I just go in and I'm focused and blah blah blah. Just get it done. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't. I don't want to browse. Get it, um, get it done. Right, exactly. Uh, well, how about these kids in, in Wisconsin? Um, they were, uh, I guess, not you know, when kids shop, it's really shopping through Santa, you know. Yes. I mean, they're not going to the store, they have to ask Santa. So these uh, two boys in Wisconsin uh, decided to have their own idea of get, how to reach them. Uh, Three year old and six year old boys decided to reach Santa through 911. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> Called nine one one and uh, an emergency. And of course, Santa did not knock on the door. It was the cops. And in order to scare the crap out of the kids, they took them down to the station and showed them everything that was going to happen to them if they didn't if they did it again. <laughs> you know, I guess you guess you got to say the response from the cops as far as what we know was good. Well, it was yeah. I mean, well, look, what are you going to do? It's a three and six year old. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's Santa, whatever it is. It's like I, I, you know, there's no. It's a cute story, kind of, God damn it! Yeah, phone they have their <laughs> hands on. It's a cute story. Absolutely, it's <laughs> a Christmas. It's a Christmas right, story. Right, exactly. So, but it's, and it involves it's, kids, so it, it's cute. It, it's and it's you know it could and it could have been a story a long time ago. It's because nine one one's been around for a while, so you got to think like how has this been done before? You know, I'd imagine that there's been kids that have called nine one one for Santa before. I mean, I, I would imagine. How about how about if he was in his chimney, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Hey, somebody's in the chimney. I think it's Santa. Yeah, they just, I think, rescued some kid out here in Phoenix who was in the chimney. Did you see that story? No, I did not. Yeah, I, somebody was in the chimney. Uh, it's always a great way to enter a house. Yeah, again, I think some people get it and some people don't. <laughs> San- Santa's the look, judge people. Look, you get it or you don't get it. Okay, but Santa is like the only person that goes down a chimney. Right? The only one. Yeah. There's no other mythical creature Chimneys anywhere. Were- that where anybody else goes through. So if you think that you can make it through a <laughs> chimney because Santa can make it through a chimney, you lose. Right? <laughs> the chimneys are not built to go down. You're, you, you don't get it, obviously. Like you're saying, you lose. You don't get it. If you're willing to try that. Yeah. No, I, uh, no I'm, 
I, I haven't. But oh, stupid <laughs> is a big pet peeve of mine. That's my other phrase. Stupid is my biggest pet peeve. Here, this is what I want to play. This is what I should have played. When I say you lose, this is what I mean. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> That's what I want to say. My kid loves that movie. So does my wife. <laughs> it is the best movie ever. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, and the second one is Blasphemy. Yeah, so. the first one is it. We we don't watch the... Um, my daughter has seen the ma- remake, but we watch the original Nice. when we watch it. Well, we uh, made it through, Carl, the intern, man. We had no guests today, so uh, we thank you guys for tuning in. And next week, uh, we're going to talk dating. And I'm hoping to get Heather Jones in. She had a show here on the network about dating. So hopefully we'll have her next week because I have some online stories I want to talk about as well, which I was going to get to today, but unfortunately we couldn't. Um, So we'll talk about that next week. So my dating life will be exposed Next week, I'm going global with gas, man. You guys enjoy your week. Don't forget, you can tune us on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, our webpage at voiceamerica.com. Just search going global with gas, man. Find us on Facebook. Email me. And have a good night. Enjoy yourselves. Thanks, Carl, the intern. For sure. And thanks for going global with gas. Carl. Man. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff, and management.